Who else wants free vitamin D for an entire year shipped straight to your door? That's right, my friends at Athletic Greens have your back with a special offer for Food Heals Nation. Check it out at athleticgreens.com slash food heals. And one tasty scoop of Athletic Greens has 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including adaptogens, multivitamins, multiminerals, probiotics, green superfoods, and so much more. These all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, increase your energy, increase your focus, help with digestion, and really support an overall healthy immune system. Check it out at athleticgreens.com slash foodheals, and you'll also get five free travel packs so you can take them on planes, trains, and automobiles, and wherever your wanderlust heart desires. Athleticgreens.com slash foodheals. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In real cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and stressed. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. Happy Mother's Day to all the mamas out there. And in honor of Mother's Day last week, I've got a hot mama on the show for you today. That's right. It's Stephanie Dreyer, the Veg Mama. You're going to love Stephanie. She's a plant-based meal planning expert, founder of the Batch Cooking Club, which you can join at foodhealsnation.com slash batch, B-A-T-C-H. This is a weekly plant-based meal prep membership, and she prides herself on helping busy vegan parents make dinner easier by providing weekly meal plans and recipes without time-consuming prep so that they can enjoy healthy homemade meals with their family without having to think about it. And I'm telling you, her recipes will make your mouth water. So get ready. I'm so excited to share this interview with you today. But first, Food Heals Nation, I am here hanging out with your girl, my girl, Ashley, Ashley Fillingham. Say hello. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. So we wanted to briefly talk about Mother's Day because, well, Ashley, you're a mama. I'm a mama. And happy Mother's Day. Thank you to two beautiful, amazing kids. They light me up. Yes, they are. They're incredible. I mean, Mac is one of the funniest people. And I don't mean kids. She's one of the funniest people that I know. (laughs) (laughs) And Parker's a creative. And I think he's got an entrepreneur spirit. Yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. They're brilliant kids. So you're a mama. And um, Mother's Day was a couple of days ago. So I know we're late on the show. But one of the things that we were talking about is like, your mom is no longer with us. My mom is no longer with us. So we're talking about how to honor them. If you're listening to Food Deals Nation and you're missing a mom or a dad on the holidays, we just wanted to like give give a shout out to our moms and talk about some memories because I think one of the hardest things when you don't have someone in your life is often people don't ask about them and you want to talk about them so Ashley and I were talking about memories of our parents I was like let's put this on the show and if you have a memory of your parent that you want to share email it to me post it on social media anything because we want to remember these people in our lives that meant so much to us so I'm going to give a cheers right now to my mama Patricia and Dowdy Bigger. Cheers, Mama. I love you. And let's cheers your mama too. Mm. <laughs> cheers to Irma Jean Meeks Filling Jim. What a name. Right? Why do they both have four names? That's interesting. Well, <laughs> we have to honor that maiden name. That's yeah. part of the journey, right? Yeah, my mom had four names. So she was Patricia and Dowdy, and then she added bigger, but she never dropped the Dowdy. Mm-hmm. Is that what your mom did? She was Irma Jean. Irma Jean. Uh, right. <laughs> Is that a hyphenated Irma Jean? Yeah, she went by Irma in real life, but yeah. it, it's a Southern thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew when she said Ashley Kay, I was in trouble. Oh, mm, girl. Okay. <laughs> All right, Ashley Kay, well, tell me a little bit about your mom, because I'm going to be talking to Stephanie later today about cooking. Did your mom cook? Oh, did my mom cook? <laughs> I knew there was a story oh, here. Gosh. <laughs> okay. So we were that family. I think I was maybe first or second grade and we got the microwave. Oh, oh that was a new thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, and okay. it was it was a it was a major investment, a major purchase. It took up half the kitchen. Oh, really? You know. <laughs> and um my mom never cooked again. I, oh dear. 
she well she did later she thought she later in life she really enjoyed cooking but it was still really hard to eat but cooking was just not her talent yeah <laughs> and so she got this microwave and she was busy she was a working mom she was going to grad school at night you know she was doing a lot of things and so here comes the microwave and I remember she would get like three vegetables and each of them would be in cardboard boxes and she would microwave it in the cardboard box in the it was a cardboard you'd peel back the corner uh-huh. put the cardboard box in the <laughs> microwave with whatever supposed vegetable nonsense was in there and then she'd pull it out of the microwave but you know you got two more to go so you want the other one to stay hot mm-hmm. so she'd put the clothespin she had a wooden clothespin and she'd close it up so <laughs> the heat wouldn't escape and it was that we would eat that and she'd cut off a slice of rainbow ham I called it rainbow ham remember that nasty ham and the and it, like, like it was it looked like it was rainbow, like it was gross. Oh, it was just gosh. gross. Okay, <laughs> like it was there was a sheen to it. It was just processed and nasty. And we, this is what we ate. Uh-huh. Bless her. <laughs> um, but yeah, on a special night, do you want to know what she cooked? This was her specialty. Okay, okay. I want to. You know. ready for mm-hmm. this? I'm ready. All right. You cut up iceberg lettuce. Oh boy, <laughs> this is not starting this is out not well. Going well. <laughs> <laughs> you saute it. With a can of peas. Okay. And a can of mushrooms. <laughs> Alrighty. Bless Irma. Bless Irma. Um, it just wasn't her skill set. So yeah. I, yeah. So she didn't pass on the cooking gene to you. So how are you <laughs> as a mom cook? <laughs> Girl. So I already know the answer. But. You already know. You already know the story. <laughs> so the kids still make fun of me. For the day that I almost set the house on fire, because <laughs> I was I was in my health journey, right? So yes. I was I had learned that you can roast a vegetable, and you're, you're like you're good, right? So I was roasting asparagus, you, roasting, not putting in the microwave. No, no Let's microwave. Clarify. No, please, <laughs> okay. no microwave. Avoid the microwave at all costs. For all the reasons, mm-hmm. do your research. Um, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> so I was roasting asparagus, and I went upstairs to get a shower, thinking I had five minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, these were not big asparagus, and the kids start screaming, and I open up the oven, and there's literally flames coming out of the oven. The asparagus, I can't even roast asparagus. So the asparagus caught on fire while you were, did you get in the shower? About halfway in the shower. <laughs> How old were the kids? Oh, they were young. Oh. <laughs> young enough to be traumatized enough that they still talk about the day that mommy almost set the house on fire trying to roast asparagus. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't have good training in the kitchen. I'm not that mom. <laughs> <laughs> you probably need Stephanie's Batch Cooking Club. Her interview is up next, so I will make sure that you get all the access to that information. <laughs> Pretty sure I need some serious training in this department. Okay, tell me about your mom. Well, my mom, she would cook, but um, I would say she was better than your mom, but not as good as like a Leslie Durso or something okay, like yeah. that, like not a chef. Um, but her favorite meal to make was stir fry. So mm. I remember, like, I still have an affinity for snow peas or snap peas. Like, they're one of my favorite foods to this day, and it's because she put them in everything. It was always rice, snow peas, and whatever veggies I remember, like, um, onions and definitely asparagus whatever veggies on hand some rice and back then we ate chicken um so now today i still make the same exact recipe it's just one of the easiest things to make but back then i thought it was super special but now i'm like oh this is really easy (laughs) you make great stir fry i I know thank you yeah and i have my little (laughs) rice cooker and no i do not use the microwave for any of it (laughs) but yeah she would make that that was like the go-to meal i i would always have friends over and we i feel like we were just always having i remember stir fry after soccer practice people would just come over because you can make it in bulk and it can last a long time and feed a lot of people and it's not that expensive so Mm -hmm. it's really easy and you just you know stir fry the vegetables make if you know how to make rice or if you have a good rice cooker rice quinoa that as a base is one of my I didn't have quinoa growing up I discovered that later but yeah that's just a simple meal that my mom would make that I still make to this day and um, the best thing I did to honor her on Mother's Day was I found all of her jewelry I'm so grateful that the jewelry box made it from California to Florida because I, I don't remember if I shared on the show but some of my boxes that I shipped from California to Florida never made it 
And um, so I'm so grateful that I had the wherewithal to put her jewelry box in the car with me and bring it with me. So So special. I had a little bit of a panic the other day because I started, I've been starting to realize what didn't make it because I think of something I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have that anymore because it must have been in a box. So I had a freak out about the jewelry box and thank goodness I found it. I'm so glad. (laughs) And it wasn't easy to find. Um, It wasn't hard to find, I mean. And I went through and I put on her ring and her bracelet and her earring. And yeah, that's how I chose to honor her was just to wear some of her jewelry and kind of just feel like she was with me. And, oh, that's um, so beautiful. Yeah. And then I know Ashley and I, we play the song game. So I, uh, if you guys don't know the, what this is, uh, Ashley. That's the best game. Okay. Tell, tell your version of it. Okay. So every time I drive to the beach, mm-hmm. I get to the bridge, which is maybe 15, 20 minutes. And I know that I've arrived because I'm going over this long bridge and it's beautiful and there's water everywhere. So let's go back. You're driving mm-hmm. from Atlanta to, to the beach. So the you've beach. just had this long drive and you're about to be at the bridge that basically takes you to the beach. So it's like the last moment of, and it's always beautiful over the that water there. Oh, it's just sort of like this sigh of, yeah. okay, I'm here and it's just going to be a beautiful experience. Um, and I have this ritual where I hit shuffle on my playlist and I ask my guides, give me three songs and let the first one and the third one really speak to me. Mm. And it is, uh, number one, it's just fun. Number two, it's incredible what I get, yeah. the messages that I get on the way here. It's just fun. So you did it. Mm -hmm. I did it on Mother's Day. I was driving to a Mother's Day brunch to celebrate another mother. And I did the same thing that you do when you come over the bridge. And I was like, okay, mom, give me a song. And I was thinking it would be one of our songs. Because, you know, you have those special songs. My mom and I had Jewel, Who Will Save Your Soul. I don't know why, but she loved that one. It's a Um, beautiful song. Yeah, and we used to listen to it going to the beach, um, our beach in North Carolina. And so I was kind of thinking it would be that song. And it was not that song. So. It was so weird because I just played it on my phone. I just hit shuffle, you know, give me a song. And um, you know how the phone Bluetooth connects to your car? And so your car will actually show you what's playing the title. And I didn't even know that there was a song named this in my phone. But the song said, or the screen on the car said, Alice in Wonderland. And I was like, whoa, that's cool. Because growing up, I always related to Alice in Wonderland because it's Allison, and you know how your name is like music to your ears. So anytime someone would reference Alice in Wonderland, I always thought I was Alice, like Alice in <laughs> Wonderland. Like it was just my thing. Like I, I was Alice that. in Wonderland. So I thought my last name was Wonderland. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, for the longest time, I didn't know it was Alice Space in. I thought it was Allison Wonderland. Wonderland. Yeah. So for the longest time, that's what I thought when I was really little. That could then, be your stage name. Right. Oh, my God. And so that gets to the point of what I'm about to tell you. Okay. so the song, it's literally it was like, um, hey, everybody, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Allie, everybody. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? (laughs) 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 I think it was like Alec Baldwin's voice. And I was like, what is going on? Alec Baldwin is like announcing Allie to the stage. Everyone like I was so confused. Then I realized it was from the movie with um, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper and her name in that film is Allie. Oh. And so it was just an excerpt from the soundtrack where like, I think it's Alec Baldwin. I actually need to check where he's like, Allie, everybody. And they're like, woo. And then she starts singing the song. And I was like, whoa, this is cool. Because, you know, the guitar that's sitting in our studio right now, that's my mom's. That's one thing I also brought, obviously, Um, because my mom was very, very musical. And as much as I love everything I do with writing and podcasting, you know, I'm a karaoke whore and I love to sing, <laughs> but like, I really want to do with more with music and I don't really know how, but I think it was just her message. Like, Hey, what are you doing? Do some music. Cause it was like Allie to the stage, everyone, you know, that's what the song said. Allie to the stage. That's what it, it was like. Allie, everyone. And it was like, woo. And it was clapping. Cause it was a part of the movie soundtrack. Oh. Cause the uh, Lady Gaga's name is Allie. And I was like, whoa, this is cool. And I don't even know the song is in my phone. Then later I tried to search on my phone and there's nothing called Alice in Wonderland in my phone. So I am just like, what? Thanks, mom, but I'll, I'll know. <laughs> I have to we look this up. We get messages in the most amazing types of ways. I yes. love that for you. <laughs> Alex, four, in five, five seconds, four, four three, three, and two, go four. Just all four, and cue Allie. Ladies and gentlemen, Allie.
All right, Food Heals Nation, I want you to play the shuffle game with your songs. Yes. And ask for guidance. Yeah, and tell us what you got. And if you want to post a memory about your mom or any loved one, you know, feel free to use our Facebook group because I think one of the hardest things about not having someone in your life is not getting the opportunity to talk about them. Um, and so if you want the opportunity to talk about a loved one, use the Facebook group or email us, info at foodhealsnation.com, and we'll honor your mom too, or your dad, or your brother, your sister, or any loved one. I just say that because I feel like I don't get enough opportunities to talk about my parents. And maybe if you listen to my show, you're like, Ali, all you do is talk about them. But guess what? It heals me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so excited for Stephanie's episode because I can imagine her kids' years from now talking about their mom in the kitchen making these beautiful meals for them but having planned ahead so much that she's present with them yes that's such a good point because what stephanie teaches is really all about time saving hacks so that you're not slaving away in the kitchen for two hours for a 20 minute meal with your frantic life and kids and husband and all of that um she really teaches meal prep so well and so inexpensively so that you can just have a meal ready in 20 minutes every night which sounds undoable but she teaches us how to do it so i'm really excited for my mama had a meal ready in 20 minutes every night (laughs) let me rephrase (laughs) a healthy plant-based meal ready without a microwave hey there hey (laughs) and we're not shaming you if you use a microwave but uh oh no if you want to make real food and real good food and real healthy whole food um stephanie will teach you how to do it microwave free so let's go ahead and roll it but i just want to say ashley happy mother's day you're my big sister you're my best friend and you've been like a mother to me when i've needed you so thank you i love you girl i love you babe roll it roxy the food heals podcast starts now She's a plant-based meal planning expert and the founder of Batch Cooking Club, who helps busy vegan parents make dinner easier. Please welcome the Veg Mama, Stephanie Dreyer, to the show. Hi, Allison. How are you? I'm great. I'm so glad to have you. I'm so glad Leslie Durso, our mutual friend, connected us. And I love what you're up to. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be here and share a little bit more. Yes. So, um... I would love to start out and just ask you, like, what's a veg mama? Uh, well, it's actually veg mama, um, which everybody, I know, no one ever knows what to say. <laughs> veg like, <laughs> like vegan. And a veg mama is a vegan mama. Basically, I when I went vegan, I was looking for support and community because I'm the only vegan in my social circle and family. And um, I, they were all getting sick of hearing all about how great veganism was and how much I felt, how great I felt and all this yummy food. So I went uh-huh. online to, to build this community and I was like, I want to be veg mama. I'm a vegan mama and V E G M A M A was taken. So I thought, well, you know what? That's kind of V E G looks like veg mama. So I'm going to just do it phonetically. Like it sounds V E E G. So that's, that's kind of the evolution of my, my handle and my social media presence and online community. <laughs> Perfect. There's always a good story behind where the name comes from. So I love that. <laughs> right. There is. <laughs> okay. So you do a lot. Um, you have the cooking club, the batch cooking club. You've got books on Amazon. You've been featured on veg news, men's journal, LA times, world of vegan, all these amazing places. And you have a family who you cook for, who's not all plant-based. So I know we have a lot to talk about today, but what got you started on the journey to going plant-based? Well, I went, I went vegetarian first for the animals. I've always, it's always been about the animals for me. And, um, I was vegetarian five years. I kind of have like a windy road to my veganism. I was vegetarian for five years all through my first pregnancy had was going through my, um, my, I was nine, eight months pregnant with my second daughter. And then I started craving meat. And for whatever reason, I became very disconnected from the animals. And when I went vegetarian, I was like, very connected. I, there were a couple of experiences that happened that made, that just woke me up to like, wait, this isn't right that we're treating animals like this. And so I kind of, I look back when I was pregnant with my second daughter eating meat, started to eat meat because I had the craving. And I have like, I I do have a lot, as I'm talking about, I'm like, I have a little bit of shame, a lot of shame actually about how I became disconnected. And I, I try to give myself grace for like, okay, it's the journey and, you know, meet myself where I am. But I, for whatever reason, I became disconnected and I started eating meat again. 
until I had my third um, uh, child, my final child, and they're all about three years apart. So this is about um, four years later because he was just about a year and I was nursing him and he was just starting to wean. He was just at that point where he's starting to wean. And I was feeling really disconnected and uncomfortable in my body. And I don't mean like I needed to lose weight, which I probably did because I had a, you know, I had a year, a 12 month old baby, but um, <laughs> it was deeper than that. You know, it was really deeper and I was not feeling good. So that's all I can say is I, I just didn't feel good. And I was really searching for answers like, what, what do I need to do? And my sister happened to be reading The Kind Diet by Alicia Silverstone. She recommended it to me. Yes. Remember? It was such, yeah. I mean, it's, I recommend it all the time. Um, and she's actually, she wasn't vegan or vegetarian. She was just doing a cleanse and really just the messages resonated. And I was on vacation with my family, with my husband and two other or three kids. And I was nursing him, reading this book. And I became completely just like woke. Like I was like woken up from this spell or whatever that I was under of and, and made aware of the realities of dairy farming, the atrocities of dairy farming. And I connected with Mama Cow as a nursing mom. I connected with her and that was it for me. Overnight, I went vegan and it's been 11 years now. And my, my family was like, wait, what is going on? What do you mean you won't have the pizza tonight, mom? I mean, it was that intense. Like I was like, I'm done. I'm not, this is like, I was so traumatized, I think for Mama Cow. And to this day, like I just thought, I think, why do people not see this? Like the way I see it, like it was so intense for me, the connection. And I haven't looked back since. And this, mind you, I was vegetarian for five years because I couldn't go vegan because I couldn't give up cheese or dairy and specifically cheese. <laughs> and, and now I'm, and, it, and it's like, obviously now today, like, oh my God, the vegan cheese is way better than dairy cheese. Um, so yeah, that's my story. It was very intense. It was very um, dramatic. I think like, I don't recommend going vegan overnight, especially when you have small children and a husband who's not going with you. Um, but I, here I am. We've made it 11 years stronger. You know, here I am. And, and uh, I'm still vegan, much to the surprise. I think to a lot of my family and friends thought it was going to be just a phase. And here it has been like my passion and my turn into my career. Right, exactly. My story is actually similar. It was based on a book. I was on an airplane reading. Um, do you remember when Skinny Bitch came out? I think that was before. Yes. Okay, so I'm reading that book. I get off the plane. I'm going to um, meet my, at the time, my ex-husband's parents for the first time, family. Okay. So this is a while, while ago and, um, meeting them for the first time, we go to dinner and it was an Italian restaurant and I ordered, um, chicken parm. Like that was just what I knew what to get at an Italian restaurant. Right after I ordered it, I was like, what am I doing? I just read skinny bitch in it. And it, it had totally rocked my world because of the way that they explain the animal abuse and the way that these things were affecting our bodies. And, you know, I had lost my parents to cancer, which, which set me on the path to holistic health and healing and learning that the most anti-cancer diet was plant-based. And I was sitting there at dinner and I couldn't even concentrate on like meeting the family because I was like, I got to change my order. I got to change my order. I had to get up. At the restaurant, and I went and changed my order. I don't remember what I ordered, probably a dumb salad or something, like at a steakhouse where they were, or at an Italian restaurant where they're like, what? And I remember his <laughs> uncle was like, what, what, did, what did you just go over there and do? And I was like, I changed my order. And they're like, why? And I was like, I can't explain it. I, I'm not in a place to cohesively explain why I did what I just did, but I never ate chicken again. It was just, and I, and wow. I had already given up red meat as a child. So this was like the next, you know, transition in my evolution towards being fully plant-based, which I wasn't yet at the time. Um, maybe I still ate cheese. I don't even remember, but it was reading that book and going, I can't do this anymore. And I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm with you. I didn't, it didn't happen for me overnight. It was a slow transition, but that one was overnight where I was like, I can never eat this again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so powerful. And then I felt like, you know, like I said, it was all for the animals, but then you learn how great it is for your body, how, how good you feel. You learn how great it is for the planet. I just, I, I couldn't come up with a reason not to do it. You know, it was also positive. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And I know that, you know, going back to what you said earlier about like having shame around, oh, going back and eating meat. And we're not here to shame anyone. We're just here to say if this is something that you're interested in doing, it can change your life like it's changed mine and like it's changed yours. And um, I would love to hear more about, you know, how you help people because there's so many people out there who I know personally who want to go more plant-based. And even if they're not going to do it every day for the rest of their life, they want to make more plant-based meals for their families. But my girlfriend in North Carolina that I grew up with recently said this exact quote to me. She said, Ali, I want to be more plant-based. She's like, but I think it's cost prohibitive. I think it's more expensive. I think there's more meal prep and I think it takes longer. And so I have three kids. I don't know how to do it. And of course I'm like, read this cookbook, read that. <laughs> But I would love to hear your advice because you're an expert on this and I'm not, I'm not a, an expert meal prepper. I don't, I know how to do certain things well, but it's not my forte. So I would love to give advice to people like her who are just like, I want to eat more plant-based. I want to feed the three kids and the hubby more plant-centered meals, but I don't know how, or it's too expensive. Yeah. Well, I um, can definitely relate to her, um, you know, her feelings. And I hear it a lot from uh, my members and the clients that I work with. And I will say, obviously, I'm going to say this, it is absolutely possible. And the key is to make your meal prep and your first thing is to plan to eat. And second is to make your meal prep work for you, not against you. And I think a lot of people who find it that it's intimidating because they're, you know, when you eat a whole, like I eat a whole foods plant-based diet. Sure, you could do the, you know, there's just as many junk foods. Um, vegan foods as there are junk food, non-vegan foods. So right, if you're right. eating a whole foods diet, whether it's vegan or not vegan, you're going to have to do meal prep, right? I would say whether if you're trying to eat healthy on any type of diet. So um, I would say, you know, do some, I would first advise people to kind of reach within and think about like, what type of food whether it's vegan or not, like what type of diet and meals are, do you want to eat? Because if you're trying to eat healthier, you're doing meal prep and doing vegan meal prep versus the other meal prep is not more, is not more time intensive. And I actually yeah. think I save money not buying meat and um, right, some of right. the others, you know, I, so of course you can um, spend more money. There are definitely when you're buying organic and fresh and all this, but there, there are ways to save and buy in bulk and, and do all that. So Anyway, the, my approach to helping people is I and my I have a five step system that literally evolved out of my challenge and daily struggle to feed my family. And um, it didn't come overnight. It was perfected over several years. And I still use it. It's what I use every week with my own family, as well as in my membership. And I started to tell you a little bit. It starts with planning to eat. So like anything that's worth doing that you want to, you know, be successful at, you commit to it and you have to plan for it. You have to put it in your calendar. So I have three things that I, you know, commit to doing every week. I make dates with myself. I try to make it a fun, happy thing. I, I, you know, have a date to meal plan every week, you know, Thursday nights, I set aside a half hour to make my meal plan for the family. I go, I set aside time on Fridays after work to go to the grocery store. And I set a time, time on Sundays, a two hour block to meal prep. And there's a lot of different ideas and definitions about batch cooking and meal prep. So let me share my approach as a busy working mama with three kids. I, and I love to cook, by the way, I've always loved to cook and I enjoy cooking. But at the end of a long day, the last thing I want to do is spend 45 minutes to an hour in the kitchen making dinner, even though I want to sit down and have a homemade lovely meal with my family. So right. how do I make that happen? Right? Like I, it's not that I don't want to cook. It's just that I want to do it in about 20 to 30 minutes. So that's yes. my approach. So how do you do that? Um, I commit to spending two hours, not five hours or even more on the weekend prepping everything for the week. What I do is I make my meal plan work for me. I look at my schedule when, when I sit down to do my meal plan, I look at my schedule and I say, okay, how much time do I have for dinner prep each night? And then I also do this with breakfast and lunch, but I'll just take dinner because it's something that we probably all focus on more than anything. Um, and I look at how much time I have each day to meal to dinner prep. And I block that off and then base and I put that in my calendar, by the way, again, I'm planning to prep planning to eat. And then based on the amount of time I have each night for that particular week, I select meal ideas and recipes 
that are going to work for me. So for example, um, I just did my meals plan last night, so I was fresh in my head. Um, on Tuesday, we always do tacos in my house, Taco Tuesday. But my um, son has a baseball game at 4.30, and that's going to go until 7 o'clock. So it would be really easy for me to say, oh, we're going to pick up Chipotle on the way home or whatever, you know, fast food, you know, whatever. Sure, I sure. instead <laughs> plan to prep the taco filling on Sunday when I do my regular meal prep as one of my recipes that I'm going to batch cook. And so when I come home at seven with the kids, I'll just have to heat that up and put some toppings on the table and heat up some tortillas, you know, we'll eat by seven thirty. Well, you know, which is about, we usually, my kids are a little older, so we usually eat around seven or seven thirty anyway. So that's an example of making it work for me. And I, you, I look at my schedule. I pick about six-ish recipes for me I have found is the sweet spot in my membership it's usually four to six recipes and I can because I'm an expert at this and I do it all the time I can actually go up to eight recipes in two hours depending on the type of recipe that's pretty impressive I'm just gonna say (laughs) (laughs) well well I mean and it's like you know you've got stuff several things going on at the same time right so it's like you get skilled at okay and, and that's you know actually that's what I do in batch cooking club is I tell you how to prep it so that you can do, you know, four to six things at the same time. Like you're going to do this first. And while that's simmering, you're going to get this done. And while that's raising or marinating, you're going to do this. And so that's part of the membership is I spell that out for you. So you don't have to think about it. But so anyway, back to the, the batch cooking, that session on Sunday when I, or whatever day you decide to do it, that ends up being the, the four to six things, whether it's a full soup that I make or a casserole and two dressings and some, you know, rice, whatever those four to six recipes are, they are to, to add to the during the week to speed up dinner during the week. They're to help me get the, the meal on the table quicker. And that has been like life changing for me. And it comes rather intuitively to me. And I realized that it wasn't so much for other people. And that's kind of what led me onto this path was this struggle of trying to feed my family, especially with non vegans in the house, my oldest went vegetarian on her own about five years ago. And she can't give up the cheese either like I couldn't. And um, (laughs) we'll see where I was still hoping that, you know, she's gonna she's gonna come have my light at some point. Um, well, has she tried but, Miyoko's? Because that might change her life. <laughs> she loves Miyoko's. She loves Miyoko's, but she loves her grilled cheeses and she just doesn't like, I. and I love the Violife cheeses, but mm. she she won't, she doesn't like it. So anyway, but she does love, she does love tree lines. She loves Miyoko's. Like she definitely has had her share of vegan cheese. There um, are so many good ones now. It's amazing. There are. We are so lucky. We are so, so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, that's, you know, that's the system that I just kind of walked you through right now, that, that mindset, that's what my membership is based on. That's what I help my members and my clients do. I will help them create a meal plan, like a template. Um, if they need that extra help, if they need more than just the membership where I set them up with, okay, here's your, you know, four dinners for the week. I give you four dinners and then I give you those four to six recipes to prep on the weekend to speed up those dinners. But if you need more help than that to actually carve out, okay, well, where do I put those four dinners and what do I cook on the other three nights? And what about breakfast and lunch? I help, you know, clients do that too, to kind of just make a plan so it takes the thinking out of it. And I think that's the thing I've taken away is I, as a busy mom, I don't want to have to think about it. Again, like I love to cook. I love the time I sit down with my family to a home cooked meal, knowing that food is my love language. So knowing that I put that together I feel like a rock star, you know, when I get every night when I have, we have dinner together, I'm like, yes, we're sitting down. I did it. And I feel like a million bucks, but you, you do have to like plan for it and you have to make the commitment to it. And it's not necessarily, um, it's not, it doesn't have to be hard though, is what I wanted to say. And as I was struggling to figure out how to make this work, I realize I don't want to think about all the things. I think about make so many decisions a day. If I can just spend 30 minutes once a week figuring out the plan, doing the grocery list and figuring out what I'm going to prep on the weekend, then I don't have to think about this anymore during the week. I literally just show up in my kitchen during my dinner prep time 
And it's, you know, I've got the food in the fridge. I've got what I need prepped. And, and I know I just looked at my paper and go, oh, that's right. We're having tacos tonight. It's that simple. Um, so for me, it relieved a lot of stress. It was good for my mental health. It was good for my family's mental health because mom wasn't stressed out and hurrying around. And I want to bring that to other people. That's why I started my membership. I wanted to make that kind of dinner transformation possible for other families, especially those struggling um, with families who maybe were mixed with vegan and non-vegan or just plant-based in general, just to help support, you know, or help us be successful on our journeys. So that's the evolution of, of where I am today and with Batch Cooking Club. Well, I love that. And I'm, I'm definitely feeling inspired to do more meal planning and meal prep because you do make it sound so lovely. Just be like, oh, it's taco night. No problem. Like that sounds awesome. So tell me about some of your favorite um, go-to meals that, you know, you can do pretty quickly and pretty easily that also taste delicious. Like you mentioned the tacos, like what are some other examples? There's some beautiful recipes on your Instagram. I just love to know some of your favorites. Oh, thank you. Well, okay, I can share some of my family's favorite. One of my favorite meal idea in general is a food bar, um, especially if you've got either allergies in your family or mixed eaters, plant-based, non-plant-based, because you can make one meal. Like, that's the other thing. I was tired of making multiple meals to feed me and my vegetarian and my other, and I had a son, my son was gluten-free for a while. So it was like crazy in my house everybody needed something different. So I, right. I, I don't, <laughs> so I realized this idea of a food bar was a win-win because I could make one meal and everyone was eating the same thing, but that everyone could customize it to their own preference. And it also gave control back to the kids over what they put on their plate, which was also a win because then they tended, tended to eat more vegetables and try new things and they had more control over what was going over, going on in their plate. So tacos is a great one. And a food bar, if you're not familiar with that, is just basically what it sounds like. It's like, think of a salad bar, but with any kind of a meal. So tacos, for example, it's a taco bar. And at the beginning, when I first went vegan, we had the taco, the, the bean filling, and then we had the turkey filling that my dad made for us. And we had all the, you know, I made the homemade pico de gallo, the guacamole, all the toppings, right? But so then every, you could choose which filling, and what toppings and everybody was eating the same thing. Over time, the kids are like, mom, we don't really need the turkey. We like your bean filling. You don't need to make that anymore. So you never know what's going to happen when you also serve foods like that. Because when you keep introducing them, that, you know, your kids are, are very um, resilient and not even that that was something to be resilient about, but they're, they're, you know, open to new things, even though they might at first be hesitant. So I found it's a win-win with the food bars. And so the other one that they love is sushi bowls. And we do um, marinated tofu. You can either buy it in the store or just marinate your own meal, prep it on the weekend and bake it, chop it up. And I will make a big pot of uh, sushi rice. And I put out the rice, the tofu, maybe some edamame and all the veggies we have, you know, this one likes cucumbers, this one likes carrots, this one likes green onions. Like, so I just go to town with all the vegetables and um, have a little bit of teriyaki or um, tamari on the table, some, some sesame seeds, some nori, you know, and just kind of let everyone make their own bowl. So that's another like big favorite in my house. Um, and then I'm half Italian and half Spanish. So there's like some kind of family-ish recipes I've kind of veganized over the years and have become some of my favorites. One is lasagna. I love making lasagna. That's one of our faves. And um, so is enchiladas. I have a bean and uh, potato enchilada with salsa verde that I do an enchilada sauce. Super simple, super simple, by the way. Um, but so delicious, which is my type of meal. Simple and delicious. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Amen. <laughs> we made a vegan lasagna the other night and it was so good. Sorry, my dog is barking. It was so good. And um, my boyfriend and I are cooking every night together and he is not plant-based, but I am. And so he's eating all these vegan meals with me. And he was like, this filling, just like you said, your kids said, this filling mm -hmm. is so good that any, any of my friends would eat this and not bat an eye. Like this is so delicious. So it's like finding those recipes that make anyone satisfied and happy with their meal. And it's not as hard as you would think. Yes, absolutely. 
All right, Food Heals Nation, I'm hanging out here with Tina, and we wanted to talk to you today about gut health because we could not both agree more that it is the fundamental way to heal yourself is to heal your gut. So Tina, I would love to hear from you about spore-based probiotics and why Just Thrive Health is different. Yeah, so the biggest difference is its ability to survive the gastric system. Most probiotics would die by the time they got to the intestines. They're very sensitive organisms. The spore-based probiotics actually have the ability to naturally survive the gastric system and get to the intestines alive. And as a result, we see some pretty compelling results from people with way less gas and bloating, you know, more regular bowel movements and supporting their immune system, all of these great factors that our gut is so responsible for. Um, that those are the types of things people are seeing. Yeah. And I mean, why not take a probiotic that works? You've told me before that very often the store-bought probiotics that are stored in the fridge, um, well, they need to be cold. And so when you swallow them, they're probably dying inside of you. And so you're wasting your money on those type of vitamins. So I'm really excited to have Just Thrive Health as a staple in my diet. But talk to us a little bit about like how we can absorb these vitamins in, in a way that you can't absorb others. Well, the biggest problem with most probiotics, like I said, is just the ability to survive the gastric system. I mean, it is literally, they are dying by, you know, just going through the gastric system. And so ours actually get there 100% alive. And then they stay there for about 21 to 28 days where most probiotics would just pass through the intestines. Um, and so that's a really big distinguishing factor. And then they also produce antioxidants, which is really critical for supporting the intestinal cell wall. So important. Okay. Thank you so much for breaking that down. Just thrivehealth.com. Get all your probiotic needs and more. Use the discount code foodheals 15 You'll save 15%. Thank you so much for that, Tina. You bet. Okay, so those are some of your favorite recipes, and they can follow you on Instagram to learn some of those. You've got Veg Mama and you've got Batch Cooking Club. So start there, Food Heals Nation, if you just want to get a taste of what we've been talking about. I know my mouth is personally watering right now. I was like, this all sounds so <laughs> Thank good. you. Yeah. And so you've got the Batch Cooking Club. And so tell me, I know you mentioned like what you get out of it, but tell me more about like how to get into it, what you do on a weekly basis. Can you connect with other members? Like how does that all work? Yes. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, so it's an annual membership where you get stuff, you get plans every week. So you get a dinner plan and a prep plan every week with four dinner recipes and then a prep plan with four to six recipes to prep on the weekend to speed up those dinners during the week. And the prep plan gives you the equipment you need, then, you know, like the tools, um, tells you all that stuff that you're going to need, which is never crazy stuff. It's just, you know, cutting board, knife, that kind of stuff. And then I also outline what storage containers you're going to need. So you know exactly, you know, how much space you're going to need to carve out in your fridge. And then it gives you a step-by-step -step plan, literally like, okay, preheat your oven first. Next, you're going to do this. And while this is boiling, you're going to marinate this. So again, take the thinking out of it. Um, it also includes a grocery list, which I know a lot of people like. And then we also have a private members only Facebook community where there's a lot of connection and I do live weekly calls. We have fun stuff. I've got like a fun contest and things always going on because I love my members so much and I just want to inspire and cheer them on. Um, so I'm always trying to come up with new ways to support them and and I, and you have full access to me, you know, I'm, I, I love talking about meal prep and, um, helping with these ch challenge. I know how challenging it is to feed a family and I just don't want people to suffer the way that I struggled. And so I try to make myself as available as possible in the group, outside of the group. I always tell them, just DM me if you have a question, if you're at the store. Oh, and we also give you, um, an ingredient substitution guide. Speaking of feeding a family and the challenges go with that. Um, as I mentioned, my son was gluten, um, had a gluten allergy for a little bit, or we thought he did. So all of our recipes um, that I create, they have our alternatives for gluten, soy, um, nut, and oil-free. So if you're following those diets, I always give you options. And then I have an ingredient substitution guide that gets updated every week. So basically for every recipe in our plans, there is an alternative suggestion so that if your kid doesn't like broccoli or you don't have that at your grocery store that week or if you 
forgot to get it in, in your pantry, you don't have it, I give you some alternatives to, again, take the thinking out of it and cover you even if it's an ingredient. So I've tried to think of everything to support you. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to think, was there anything else? I think that, co that covers it. <laughs> what no, else would you want? So awesome. Tell me what else you'd want. <laughs> I mean, I, it sounds good to me. It sounds like everything I would want because it is so true. There are so many food allergies, food sensitivities, you know, people have celiac or people are like, I want to be plant-based, but I also want to be healthy. And there's so much vegan junk food that it's really easy to go down that rabbit hole and girl, I will try every vegan ice cream that comes <laughs> on the market. Every vegan cheese, don't get me wrong, but it not, it's not necessarily a health food just because it's plant-based. And that's something that as it gains popularity, it's so fun for us because we have more and more options, but it's also dangerous, right? Yes, totally. I can relate to that for sure. Like on your Instagram, you have, you know, your spinach artichoke dip and you say, is it true or false that spinach artichoke dip is full of not so good for you ingredients? And you're like, false and here's how to do it. And that's such a good way to get people to understand how to make these plant-based foods, the healthy versions that still taste good. So, I mean, you show on your Instagram how you can make it as a dip, and then you have these soft shells, stuffed shells that look absolutely oh, yeah. <laughs> divine. I'm like, I, I'm like, I got to make this. So thank you. And they're so yeah. easy. They're so easy. Yeah. I would love to hear more about like how to make something simple like this that can taste delicious and is also not going to be high calorie or high fat or break the bank. Like let's bust some of those myths on how we can make plant-based eating healthy and inexpensive. Exactly. I mean, so that is a great recipe. That's one, a new recipe. I think my members are making this week um, and or next week. I think it was from this week's plan. I can't keep it straight. And that mm -hmm. dip, my husband was like eating it with a spoon out of the fridge. It was like, oh my God, this dip is so good. Um, and, you know, so that's an example of how to take stuffed shells, right? It seems like a very decadent meal with, you know, usually filled with cheese and then sauce and then more cheese and all this cream and whatever. So what I did is I used the spinach dip as the base and you're prepping that spinach dip on the weekend. So it's all ready for you. So then when you come to make dinner, all you're doing is you're boiling the shells, spooning the, the dip or the spinach dip in the shells, putting it in a casserole dish, covering it with some marinara and some, I put some diced tomatoes in there and it bakes for 10 minutes just to heat through. So it's like super, super simple. Um, you could even make this, you could even, even cook the shells ahead of time as well. So you really, you're just stuffing and putting it then in the dish. Super, super simple. There's no dairy in it. There's no, um, like not good for you ingredients. It's fresh, you know, tastes yummy. Um, and I love that the, you can batch cook the dip. If you want to get even, you know, fancier, you make a double batch of that dip and you can snack on it all week long too. So you've got a dinner and a snack. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love it. It looks so good. I, I need to make this like ASAP, like yesterday. <laughs> and so your whole thing is based on whole foods, but I want to talk about some swaps. Like what are some of your favorite swaps? Like instead of sour cream, you could either make it yourself or you could buy this brand. Like what are some of your favorite healthy swaps that anyone can just go buy at the grocery store or make with a couple ingredients really easily? Yeah. So I have some faves for sure. So, yes. um, Kite Hill is my favorite for Greek yogurt. Like if I'm making any kind, I love Mediterranean food. So if I'm making um, any kind of yogurt sauces, I go to Kite Hill. They have a great Greek yogurt that's vegan. That's my absolute favorite. And they also, I did a whipped feta last night with that. I used their feta and their, um, their Greek yogurt and whipped that up. And it was delish. My, my, oh, I, that's a great example actually, because my oldest daughter, Gabby, the vegetarian who doesn't like vegan cheese was eating it. And she's like, mom, did you use vegan feta for this? And I said, I sure did. And she was like, no, it doesn't even taste like it. It tastes like the real thing. And I was like, there you go. Yay. I won on that one. Yes. Nice. So that's one of my favorites. Um, let me see what else. What about some milks? Oh, milks. That's a good one. Okay. So I am a, I tend to go towards almond milk for baking. And then in like smoothies and stuff, I love ripple because of the pea protein in it. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I also love oat milk. So that's like for if I'm making like, um, like a golden milk or like yeah. a cocoa or something like that, I like a more of a comfort like drink. 
warm drink. I love the oat milk for that. It's really thick and creamy. It's so good. Yes, I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so those are some good milk swaps. And what about, do you make your own in the blender? Are you making cashew milk, anything like that? You know, I have never made my own nut milk. And actually, our mutual friend, Leslie Durso, she, we were just talking about this. So she's like, I cannot believe you buy almond milk. She's like, you can make this so easy. You got to stop doing it. And I was like, I know. And she's right. Like, I could totally do on my batch cook day. It would totally take me like five minutes to make this. So I'm going to need to, I need to follow her advice and save some money. And there's an idea, by the way, of a way to save money is that's an easy thing that you can make in bulk on the weekend and save money doing it. Right. Um, right. So if you make it yourself, I love to buy things in bulk, like nutritional yeast is, I go through that, like, you know, it's water. I put it in everything. Oh, I love it. I love it on popcorn. Yeah. I love it. Um, so I buy that in bulk, you know, and I save a lot of money by doing that. Same with beans. Um, I, I do buy a lot of canned beans. I don't make a ton of beans from scratch unless I'm making like a soup or a stew or something like that. Um, and I'm okay with the cans. Like I, I, I know some people are worried about that. I just try to stick with a, with a good brand. Um, and yeah, so, um, I'm not so good. You were saying, do I make it from scratch? I don't make, oh, I don't make a lot of milks from scratch or cheeses for that matter. I've tried making cheese before and I love it. It's just, that's a little labor intensive. I'd rather go buy my Miyoko's and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just finding a balance of the things that are easy and fun to make from scratch and the things that you're just like, Hey, you know what? No one does it better than Miyoko's except Leslie probably does. <laughs> and Yvonne, Yvonne's vegan cheese. Is oh, so... I love Yvonne. I just got um, a cake from her today for mother's day i love her she's the best yeah her stuff leslie's stuff i mean these are the real you know from scratch people that just make everything divine but not everyone has time for that and that's fine and so i think it's just finding that balance and what works for you your family and that type of thing but yeah right oh well happy mother's day thank you thank you that was my treat to myself buying myself a cake from her i was like i'm buying my that's what i want for mother's day a cake from yvonne (laughs) All right, Food Heals Nation, I'm sitting here with my girls, Ashley Fillingham and Brittany Watkins. And you know, we're talking about food, we're talking about your body, we're talking about shame, we're talking about some of the things that we have been trying to do to lose weight that aren't always working. But Brittany has some answers for us. And we've got some questions, right, Ash? Yeah, so I want to know about emotional eating, that day where you just can't stop eating your feelings And I I know you've got systems and programs around this, so tell us more. I have a free technique that I just want everybody in the world to have. And it's a it seems kind of weird. It's a it's a nine-point system that you can actually do to yourself. You can follow follow along with me in this free video. But what it does is it actually allows you in that moment when you're like, oh my God, I want the chocolate, but I shouldn't have it, but I want it, but I can't have it, and you're fighting with the food, it actually allows you to push the food away and without using willpower, have absolutely no desire for it. It it works in about seven to 10 minutes, just depending on how fast you you do the technique. But we give, I give away the the video for free and the technique for free, just because I want people to have it because it actually works. Ashley, do you have 10 minutes for that? I have at least 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Because we all have those days, right? Absolutely. It's just emotional and we're just going to solve it with I don't know, a, a brownie or whatever yeah. the things are. Usually you know? chocolate for me. Yeah. yeah. And it makes it really hard to release weight if you're on a, a weight loss journey or fat loss journey, which I like to call it. It makes it really hard if you are struggling with food cravings and emotional eating and, you know, the food is sitting there and it's calling at you and, you know, you can't stay to stick to your healthy eating plan, you know, and, and, and when you don't have to, and a lot of people think it's their fault. That's the other thing too, is a lot of people think it's my fault. I don't have good enough willpower. And it's actually not about willpower. It's about weight loss blockers. And weight loss blockers is also something that I talk about in the video, which is just basically your subconscious mind wants to eat the food and thinks it's protecting you from something. Um, and, and so even if you tell yourself, you're not going to have it, your subconscious mind will, which has 80% of the vote on your behavior will say, well, screw you. I'm going to do it anyway. And that's why a lot of people end up giving in, but they blame themselves. And so this is what I want women to understand is that it's not your fault. It's not that you have crappy willpower. It's that you have these subconscious blocks that can be fixed literally in, you know, seven, 10 minutes and, um, and it's permanent and the changes are permanent. 
I mean, who doesn't want permanent weight loss change? Are you with me? (laughs) Hey, let's do it. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Brittany. Thank you, Ashley. All right. So it's pushthefoodaway.com. You'll get Brittany's free training video. It's a great video. And then if you want to go next level with Brittany, you can get her Think and Thin tapping system at 50% off. Thank you, Brittany. Using the discount code FOODHEALS to get 50% off. So thanks so much, ladies. Thanks, Allie. Thank you. This was great, Brittany. What about your books? So you actually, uh, it's funny. It's interesting. You don't have a cookbook, but you have kids books. So tell me about those. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I want to do, I really want to do a batch cooking club cookbook. It's definitely on my bucket list of something I'd love to do. <laughs> the children's books. So that that's a fun story of how those came about. So I am a writer by part, by my passion has always been writing and I, when I um, had my first daughter, I was vegetarian and I, I probably because I was reading to her a lot as a, as a little baby and toddler, I started to, actually, she was a baby at this point. Um, I started to get connected again to like my writing and want and picture books specifically. I love to write for kids because I feel like books played such an important role in my childhood as to helping me understand the world um to like get a you know preview into other worlds and and things and so i really feel like they have a lot of power and responsibility um picture books for kids and books in general for kids so i was taking courses at ucla while i was still doing my day job and just really you know for fun thinking i'm gonna write children's books you know naively like oh i'm just gonna take some courses and I started writing and really working on my practice. And then um, as I was doing that, I went vegan. And, you know, a few years later, right, it was like a few, like three years later. Um, and no, it's actually longer than that. I, I was real. So because Jake was um, six years be- between her and Gabby, so between him and Gabby. So this was a while that I was just taking courses and really getting into my practice and perfecting my craft. And when I went vegan, I had my online community that I started and was doing a lot of blogging and contributing to articles and things like that. Um, And I thought, God, I was talking to my husband. I was like, I really wish I could find a way to bridge the gap between my vegan passion and my love for writing. And I, but I like, there was no like idea that was coming to me that what to write about now I have like a you should see the file that I have of children's picture books that after all these years that I've like all these manuscripts that I have like waiting to to be published that I would love to publish but at the time I was really struggling I was like how do they you know how do they come together and so I was talking this out with him and he's been really supportive and was like you absolutely can do that and really wasn't giving me an idea but just was asking me questions and getting me to think differently so I went to bed that night kind of discouraged, but, you know, happy that he was like, you can do it, but discouraged that I just don't see it. What do you mean I can do it? Why can't I see it then? I went to bed and that night, like in the middle of the night, I was woken up and had the idea for Not a Nugget, my first picture book. I was scribbling in the dark. I grabbed whatever piece. It was like, it came into me. I can't explain it. That's never happened to me before, by the way, in my life where I'm just like struck by inspiration like that started writing wow. in the dark with whatever scribbles I could do, woke up the next morning and I had like the first, you know, kind of outline draft of Not a Nugget and then put it together. And um, Not a Nugget is, it's nonfiction. It's a nonfiction picture book about all the animals that we eat. And it's the message is animals are our friends, not food. And as I mentioned earlier, I really believe books have a responsibility to help children picture book specifically. And I was really um, fascinated with the idea that kids are really connected with animals when they're young. But then somehow as we get older, we kind of tell our kids like, it's okay to eat the chicken, but not the dog. And it's okay to eat, you know, this, but not that, whatever it is. And I thought, why do we do that? Why kids, you know, are taught that it's not they innately feel connected to the animal. So I was like, if I can help them stay connected to that feeling, that would be awesome. So that's what the yeah. book does. It, um, it takes a fact about an animal. And I was I had so much fun researching these facts, because I wanted to pick things that kids could relate to. And it kind of, 
identified and personified, you know, the animal. So for example, um, pig, I love pigs. Pigs are like my spirit animal. It's the, and it says each <laughs> layout is like not a X, right? So not a pig, it says on one side. And then on the other side, on the other part of the spread, it shows the pig doing, playing video games. And it says, did you know that, and I'm paraphrasing here, I can't remember the exact, but did you know that pigs can play video games just like you can with a joystick? And it shows the pigs playing the video game with a joystick. So that wow. it helps the child see themselves in the pig, you know, and hopefully they won't want to eat the pig because it's just like them, right? Um, yeah, it's really so, making the connection as to how intelligent they are. And, you know, pigs are so loving and snuggly, just like yes. dogs, but most people don't know that. Yes. And so smart, just as smart as dogs, you know, I mean, it's, you know, anyway, I, I, you and I could talk forever on that subject, but, um, so that's how the book came about. I did that book. I include at the end, I thought, you know, parents are going to have these, if I'm successful, the the kids are not going to want to eat the pig anymore. And they're not going to know, they're going to tell their parents, I don't want to eat hot dogs. And the parents are going to be like, what do I do? So I did create some resources on my website, just some free resources to help parents with that. And then I have some help at the back of the book, just a few pages of like, well, here's what you can eat instead of a hot dog or whatever. Um, so I had that one. And then I created not a purse about all of the animals that we wear or have in our use in our house, like is home goods, like, you know, rugs or sofas and things like that. And then um, I still have one more that I, I have in my head that I want to do all about the animals that we use in our cosmetics and beauty products and things. So just trying to come full circle to help, again, just help open, like you said, educate, you know, about animals and how smart they are and how they are sentient beings just like us and have feelings and thoughts and have every right to live just as much as we do. So that's that was the evolution of those books and it was you know just something fun feeding my passion for writing and I and I guess my husband was right I did find a way to connect both passions <laughs> oh that's so beautiful and I can't wait for the third one it sounds like a perfect trio of books so it's not a nugget <laughs> not a purse they're both on Amazon and then tell us about the free planner that everyone oh, yeah. can yeah download free weekly yeah. meal plans. so I have like two fun things for you so there is a planner I have a free weekly meal and prep planner that takes you through that process that I was talking about early from planning, then mapping out your dinner prep time, then filling in your meals. So it takes you all through this. It has worksheets. Um, it's super colorful and fun. And you can get that at batchcookingclub.com backslash planner. And then when you get that, then you're on my list, my email list so that you can receive like recipe updates and all sorts of other resources and goodies. And then I also have a $1 trial for the month, for a month. So if you're interested in getting a taste, pun intended, of Batch Cooking Club, you can go to batchcookingclub.com backslash trial. And you can try out everything that I was talking about, the full membership for a month and see if it would work for you and your family. Perfect. Well, thank you for those gifts. I really appreciate that. It's so nice of you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so happy to, to get to chat with you. Thanks for having me. All right, Food Heals Nation. I hope that you enjoyed that interview with Stephanie. She really does make mealtime easy, which I appreciate. So if you want to join the Batch Cooking Club and get those recipes every single week, you can go to foodhealsnation.com slash batch. And here's how it works. You're going to get weekly action plans to get you to the dinner table more often with healthier food in less time, inexpensively. So there's three steps. First, you plan. You follow her simple step-by-step -step plan that guides you through what to cook, how to store it, and when to serve it. Then you go shopping and Stephanie makes grocery shopping an absolute breeze. Every week you'll receive a shopping list for all the ingredients you need to make all of the recipes in the weekly plan. Then the third step is to batch. So in just about two hours, you will prep everything that you need to make the recipes for the week. 
Awesome, right? And the membership is so affordable. Thank you, Stephanie. So you can do the essential annual membership. It's just $197, and that's going to include your weekly dinner plan with four recipes, your weekly meal prep plan with four to six recipes to speed up dinner prep during the week. You're going to get your weekly grocery list with the ingredients for all recipes. You're going to get weekly live Q&A calls with Stephanie, so access to her at any time. You'll also get the private Facebook member community. You'll get an ingredient substitution guide, so important, with alternatives for each ingredient in every recipe. You'll also get a recipe library with over 300 recipes and counting, and you get access to the meal plan archives. Awesome, right? Just $197 a year, or you can do 12 payments, monthly payments of $19, okay? Then there are some additional things. You can check it all out foodhealsnation.com slash batch, B-A-T-C-H. Thanks so much, Stephanie, for everything that you do, Food Heals Nation. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We will see you next time. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.